there's a difference between like and love because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. But I love my Skechers. That's because you don't have a Prada backpack. Oh. And welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to keep going. Welcome, everyone, to Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And you just heard us do our amazing acting uh, (laughs) to uh, Kelly's choice for best quote of the movie. Throw me under the bus. Thanks. (laughs) Yes, we are. If you did not get it from that. from that great quote there, we're doing 10 Things I Hate About You, the one of the quintessential 90s movies. I believe this came out in 99, right? It did. And this is one of Kelly's favorite movies. So uh, Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I come on. I'm, I'm right. This <laughs> I'll is, give you that. This is going to be like a Kelly-heavy favorite episode. That's because you can't remember what happens in it. I've seen this movie like a million times. I still, I don't know why I could not go through this whole movie. I could give you every single thing that happens, but not in any type of chronological order. It's just one of those movies where it's like, if it's on TV, it's on in the background and I'm just walking in and out doing random other stuff. So yeah, it's, I like it. Trust me. I I do. This is, this is one of those movies where Kelly and I aren't going to disagree on a lot of things. This is a good movie. I, I don't know if actually if I've ever met anyone who has disliked this movie. Yeah, who hates this movie? Yeah, I don't I don't know if it actually exists. I any time from the last time that we announced it on the on the podcast that we're doing this movie and then I started putting things up on Facebook, people have messaged me or talked to me in person and asked, you know, you like this movie, right? Like they were legitimately worried <laughs> that this was gonna be an Ian ragging on ten oh, things I hate no. about you. Yeah. So it's it's no it's it's one of those movies where Kelly and I both enjoy it. It's just she seems to know step by step how to get through this stuff. Hopefully, I should be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, uh, we should be good. Yeah, I mean, and I think most people know this one. Do you remember the tagline for this movie? There's actually five taglines. What? Yeah, come to find out. So I actually chose the one that I liked the most. Um, the one I liked was. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. Well, that's the only one I knew. Oh no, yeah, there's five. Yeah, no, IMDb gives you five different ones. Oh, because like if you uh, if you look at the trailer poster, like all that kind of stuff, that's normally the quote that's on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give the backstory with the taming of the shrew and stuff? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Moving yeah, on. I mean, it's a yeah. I mean, it's a modern day telling of that of the William Shakespeare play, Taming of the Shrew, but. So much better. Have you ever seen the play or anything or read it? I, I remember reading it, but it was ninth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's been touched on it again. <laughs> a super long time for me as well. Yeah. And that's why I just go to this movie. Like if someone was to ask me questions about the Shakespeare play story, I would just talk to them about this. I'd be like, well, Bianca didn't. <laughs> just, that's what I would. That's what I would do. And by the awesome. way, sorry. Uh, her name will not be Bianca for the rest of this time. It will be Alex Mack because oh that's the only thing I will ever acknowledge her as being Alex Mack. And you do know what I'm talking about, right, Kelly? I do. Okay. Secret World of Alex Mack. N- lick- ah, I almost said Lickelodeon. <laughs> wow. I know, that's right? That's on Red Tube if anybody wants to see it. Well, um, when, I, when I think about Alex Mack, there's only one thing on my mind. 
So, oh, <laughs> so gross. Uh, boys. So, boys, I know we're so gross. Uh, so I am in a very, very good mood, uh, and I'm gonna tell everyone because I don't even care. Uh, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool won today. We are going to the final of the Europa League. So I'm already in a good mood. So I will probably still make fun of this a ton, uh, but my mind is still there celebrating uh, victory. So three nil. I don't. Bad. I don't care if anyone else supports anyone else. I hope that we have lots and lots of Liverpool fans listening and that they enjoy this little shout out because I'm very very happy about this. Uh, but I also like this movie a lot, and we're gonna have a discussion at the end uh, of the podcast as well. Uh, so I'm excited. I like this movie. I, I think we're going to have fun doing it. I think so, too. All right. You ready to go with this? I believe so. Okay. So this movie, like I said, came out in uh, 1999. Uh, it has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 70% on Metacritic. I'm actually a little surprised that those are low. Yeah, I'm a little surprised with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I would have put it somewhere up in like the mid-70s at least. Yeah. But uh, oh, hey, who gives a shit? I mean, it's only reviews, anyways. But True. yeah, I mean, I had a I had a a friend tell me they went to see the Jungle Book, the new one that has like a ninety plus or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes. Sad. Yeah, and they were like, uh, that should probably should have been in the sixties, and that's just the way. It's like every kids movie gets a really high Rotten Tomatoes score no matter what. Like it's it's very rare for one of those big name kids movies to be in the fifties or something. Lame. Yeah. Second, there's plenty of crappy kids movies. Yeah, but they still, you know, yeah, they still get know. the ratings. So yeah. So, uh, let's see. Where do we want to? Where do we want to start with this one? Do we want to start with some of the cast? Sure. Yeah. So let's we've go. got, like I said before, um, we've got what's her name, Larissa. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name, uh, but it's Alex Mack, and she plays Bianca, uh, the younger sister that the movie revolves around. Uh, you've got Heath Ledger as Patrick Verona. You've got Julia Stiles as the older sister. That's Kat Stratford. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Cameron. Uh, okay, so it's Larissa Olenek, I guess is how you say it. She's, that sounds right. Yeah, she's yeah. Bianca Stratford. She's Alex Mack for the rest of this. Uh, you have David Crumholtz, who's awesome. Michael. He's my awesome. favorite character in this movie, <laughs> hands down. There is there is no one else. He is the man. Uh, you've got Andrew Keegan playing uh, Joey Donner. Awesome. Uh, and then Gabrielle Union's in this movie. Like she, I think she has like five lines. She's in a lot of scenes. But, she yeah, but she's in all those teen movies. I mean, her, the most she talks, I think, in anything would probably be uh, Bring It On. But even yeah. then. Even then, she's, she's just, still side. Yeah. yeah. True, true. Very true. Uh, and Larry uh, Miller, of course. Oh, I love. And he's my second favorite. Larry Miller is <laughs> the best. He's he's so good. See, Allison Jennings, I, this is the best guidance counselor ever. Yeah, she was very good. Uh, Daryl Mitchell was really yep. good as the oh, teacher. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, it's I mean, then you go from there. But that's a that's a pretty big star-studded cast. Right. I, I mean, this is obviously the majority of them when they were much younger, but still, it's a great cast. Yeah, very very good. And I'm not a I'm not really a Julia Stiles fan normally, but I think yeah. she did a good job in this in this film. Yeah, she played this role very well. And this was one of Heath Ledger's first, first movies. movies. Yeah. 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 It was like their first on string, uh, uh, on string, on screen kiss was in this movie, I guess. Apparently. So yeah, I mean. I did not know that. Hmm. Um, 
point of trivia, uh, Heath Ledger is no longer around. Uh, he did this movie and then not overdosed. So true. wait, that's not true. Not trivia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I it's didn't true. know. I didn't know true. where you. Well, it wasn't true that he committed suicide after this movie. Uh, he did that after that terrible Batman movie. So I can't. You know, I can't so fault him. So are you saying? Wait, wait. Are you saying that Dark Knight is the worst out of those three movies? Oh no, no, it's not the worst. It okay, it's not the worst. I'm surprised more people didn't kill themselves after the third one. But yes, no, the second one, and we will believe me. That is coming up. We are going to have a huge... I'm still trying to figure out how to do the best way because we need guest stars, guest quote stars, uh, for certain movies because certain people have very, very extreme opinions uh, one way or the other. When we do Batman the Dark Knight, that's going to be an extravaganza. Like That's going to be a three to four hour podcast, I, th- I have a feeling, because we're going to have a lot of people wanting to it's chime in. It's going to be a two-parter. In. You guys are going to have to tune in. It's going to be a... <gasps> Leave on a cliffhanger. Well, the the cliffhanger will be someone trying to punch another person and a huge brawl breaking That's out. That's fair. And then, yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll have civil discussions after that. But yeah, I I hate that movie. Um, and I, I think the only good part in that movie is Heath Ledger. Uh, so it's too bad we didn't get to see what he was going to continue on for. Right. But you would think you would think looking at the poster for this movie... You would think, not knowing anything about this, but looking at the posters and the trailers, you think this would be a movie that would drive him to something like that. Because when I, I remember really, really not wanting to see this movie. I was like, this is going to be terrible. This is another teen comedy bullshit, like love story thing. And it is a love story, but it. Yeah, but it's the best kind. It's the, it's the we hate each other love story, which is even better. You mean like real life shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get partial jaded Ian and jaded Kelly during this podcast for sure. There, there's no doubt about that. But Kelly does love this movie, so I Kelly, do. if you would like to, you want to take us away on how this all begins. I mean, pretty much what it is is you find out that Cameron Joseph Gordon Lovett is new to the school, and it's his introduction to the whole school. Um, is is the opening scene, and it's you know. Uh, well, basically, he gets an escort too, right? Right, right, right. He gets a buddy, but it's it starts off with he's brought into the guidance counselor's office, um, Mrs. Perky, and Mrs. Perky is amazing. So this is Allison Janning, and she's currently in the middle of writing her adult book, and of she's trying to come up with words for stuff, and and, and it, it's over the top, like just bad porn writing. But she also don't really has any time for any of these kids, so cause she's trying to write her novel. And every time somebody comes in, it's just, okay, so you did this and this and this. Cool, don't do that again. Go away. Like, there's really no actual guidance or punishing or anything like that. Yeah. Heath Ledger just, comes in, like, after after uh, Levitt leaves. He comes in, and she's like, oh, so you're exposing yourself to people now. And he goes, ah, it was the lunch lady, and I was joking. It was a bratwurst. And she's like... Oh, you know, a little bit overzealous there, aren't we? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so. kind of looking at her like, Jesus, lady, really? Yeah. Like, this is a teacher saying You're things right. like this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little, that was a nice introduction to the movie. What I also enjoy is they start the movie pretty shittily by playing, I think it's Bare Naked Ladies yeah, at the it's beginning. Been, 
fun week yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. She's so they start with that, and you're like, oh no, it's no. gonna be one of those movies. <laughs> and then as soon as Cat, as soon as Julia Stiles pulls up to her car, where there's like a bunch of teeny bopper girls, like probably the popular girls, listening to that in their car, she pulls up and she's playing. You know, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. And then most of the songs for the rest of the movie are like punk uh, letters to Cleo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, letters yeah. to Cleo and stuff like that. Veruca Salt type music, which I love. I I I've seen Veruca Salt like four times live. Like not even yeah, not even kidding. Wow. And I have a story coming up about that uh, scene where Heath Ledger goes to find Julia Style in the like. Kind of like lesbianish bar, I guess is what it's supposed oh, the to be. Skunk or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I think it might just be. Is it just called Skunk? Yeah. Yeah, and then she's going to see one of her favorite bands there. I have a story that's similar to what happens there, so we'll talk about that later. But yeah, Sweet. so go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm gonna interrupt with random tangents. Oh, I should have wrote down a word for word for this. Okay, so it goes from here, and he gets teamed up with Michael, which is your favorite character. Yeah. And pretty much uh, Michael introduced him to all the different cliques in the school. All right, it's one of those, okay, so this is the Rastafarians. These are the coffee kids. These are the yuppies, which is coming back, which was hysterical. Um, this is the out of your league group. This is the don't talk to them unless they talk to you group. It goes, it's how you are introduced to the school, and it's your extremely stereotypical high school cliques. Yeah. And what I what I think sucks for me anyways is I had so many new schools. I never got a guide. There was never a guide that went and took me through yeah, the clicks of the school. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? I wish they do that. Like, I hope that's a thing now that just schools do. Because, yeah, I never ever was told, like, stay away from those ones. They're bad. Like, oh, you you know, don't mess with this one because they're the pop, you know, whatever. Uh, right. Yeah. That would be that would be fun. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, so he goes around and he sees the whole school and he sees the click and that's where he pretty much falls, you know, love at first sight with Alex Mack. Right. Yeah. And she's and walking around. She yeah. walks by and she's talking to um, Chastity, who is Gabriel Union. And that's where the quote that starts this thing off comes from. Yes. And that is one of Kelly's favorite quotes. <laughs> I think it sets the tone and you know exactly what you're getting into with this person. True. That's and I think the same thing happened for her older sister Cat when she drove up in her car and she's like by herself, no friends, and listening to punk kind of girl rock, whatever you want to call right. it. And I mean, anytime she's also, I mean, my other thing with her is my the way that she gets introduced is when she's in, um, I want to say it's English lit, but it's poetry, and they she gets into a big argument about how you know why don't we talk about more feminists, you know, uh, these the male poets are crap and they are just doing it to get chicks and blah 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 like it kind of gives you that whole background where he's, she's very anti establishment in that aspect I mean it's yeah. one of those so wait does she, you, you almost think she might be a lesbian but then it doesn't really go that way because she's so anti-male at this point right and who wouldn't be I mean let's be honest who wouldn't be all anti-male I mean aren't we aren't we continuing our podcast series on on feminist movies and <laughs> and strong female leads. Awesome. It is technically. I mean, if anything, this movie does have two relatively strong female leads that are fighting a back, fighting against the male oppressor. It's every single person is working for them. Like they don't have to do any work whatsoever in this whole movie, and everyone is fighting for their attention, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, yay, feminism! Hooray! Right? No? Oh. 
I don't know. I'm going to walk away from that comment. I uh... You don't. Oh, see, but when you do that and people can't see your Skype face, they think <laughs> that you're just mad at me or something, but it's that you like are agreeing with my joke that I'm saying. Isn't that right, Kelly? I'm, I'm agreeing with the joke, but it's also one of those uh, feminism is a double-edged sword. Aren't most swords double-edged, though? Katana. But you could still hurt someone with the other edge. Yeah, but I'd really prefer the doll over getting screwed either way. True. But you could be beaten to death with that, with that doll side. I'm so just saying. You, I'm so just would you rather be beaten to death or sliced into little pieces? Well, all I'm saying is if you're if there are a bunch of zombies and you happen to have a katana, but your only way, you're, now the sharp edge is as... A bit blunt. Yeah, then you have to use that other side as a little extra oomph. You know, that's all I'm saying. You got to be prepared, Kelly. Do you have your zombie plan ready for where you are right now? Yeah, and I have them. And this is why you have the machete, not the katana. What if you have both? Long range, uh, short range. Long range, uh, short range. Long range, short range. Long range, short range. I'd rather just have <laughs> that I can just throw crap. Like, really? A bow and arrow then. Long range, short range. Jesus. What? You're Katniss now? Don't dare compare me to. <laughs> She's a terrible feminist, actually. That's, oh, she's God. the worst. She, no, she's she's she set women back a long ways. <laughs> she made one choice in that whole fucking book series and movies. <laughs> no, but all, all I'm saying is using a bow and arrow is pretty difficult. So if you're able to, if you have studied already and you know how to use it, then that's a completely different story. But I'm assuming you were just looking for weapons and you happened to come across a bow and arrow and you're like, oh, well, this will be great. But... Bow and arrow is kind of difficult. Yeah, I just beat them to death with a bow. <laughs> worst comes to worst. Worst comes to worst. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, another tangent. Uh, another tangent. Uh, so we can get the zombie crap later. Never. Uh, I I can never stop thinking about it. <laughs> I mean. I blame the CDC. I think of that, and I think of the purge. Uh, those are the two things that I, and they're almost one and the same. They're very similar in their destructive abilities. That's that's for sure. But uh, all right. So we go from, you know, in the school. That's where Michael, you know, tells Levitt, hey, or Cameron, we'll, we'll call him his, his screen Cameron, name. Yeah. yeah. Um, telling Cameron, like, don't even try. Uh, you know, people like give their left nut for that. Like, it'll never happen. She's way above your league. You know, all that all that kind of stuff. And Cameron's like, no, I got to, you know, whatever. Uh, and then you go home to the Stratford sisters' uh, house, and that's where you meet Larry Miller, right? For the first time, their father. Uh, you're skipping. First, we go to English class. Oh, I did. I I skipped the initial. Oh, I thought you already talked about that, though. Yeah, I was gonna give you a little bit more, but we can skip oh, no. ahead. No, I do not want to go. Do it up. <laughs> okay, so you have Mr. Morgan, who is played by. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Daryl Mitchell. And it's chill. pretty much still. I said and chill because that's how his name comes up right, right. as a middle. <laughs> right. So what did everybody think of The Sun Also Rises and the romantic girl's like, oh my god, I love it. Which is where Kat, disgusted, romantic, Hemingway, an abusive alcoholic, misogynist. There's my who, favorite uh, word. <laughs> abusive alcoholic, misogynist. <laughs> uh... Squandered half his life, hanging around uh, Picasso, trying to nail his leftovers, which is the best way that you get the full description of Cat. Um, and then, of course, it's Joey pipes in, which is where you learn about Joey. And um, he's uh, so 
as opposed to a bitter, bitter self-righteous hag who has no friends. And then, of course, you know, Morgan chipes in, pipe down Chachi. So it kind of gives you the idea. These are the dynamics that are going on. Yeah. Joey's and, like a model and a dickhead. And he's always taking shots at Cat, no matter what. Right. And I mean, that's just it, though. Like, he's a super popular kid. He's, you know, he's the hot one, blah, blah, blah. And the modeling thing is kind of so awesome hot. because he is an idiot. Um, so that helps. But Kat gets sent out. Yeah, she gets sent to the principal, and you get the feeling that that's a thing that happens regularly. Right. and yeah. But the thing is, it's not even the principal. Or this the, is the guidance, guidance, guidance counselor. counselor. So right. this is Perkins again. So, um, and then that, of course, that scene that leads to their back and forth, which is Perkins uh, initially trying to talk to her secretary and find, trying to find another word for engorged, which is awesome. <laughs> that word sounds dirty. Well, yay, Harlequin novels. Learning new stuff all the time. Well, eh, they're fun when you're bored. Anyway. (laughs) Do you want to read some? Do you have some right next to you? Do you want to read some passages? You've you've gone over Fifty Shades of Grey. It's way worse than that. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So it's back and forth on that. Gives you a little bit more insight on Cat. It goes back out to the schoolyard. Um, and then it's, uh, this is where Joey makes the bet with his friend, whether or not he can bang, um, Bianca. So by the way, how many movies have that kind of premise in them where, Hey, it's a guy, you know, betting that he can turn a girl, like have sex with a girl or turn her into a girl that you could have sex with. Cause there's 10 things I hate about you. There's, she's all that. And then there's obviously not another teen movie. Where they make fun of, where they make fun of that. Pink, Which is awesome. Pink covered overalls, like a ponytail, like <laughs> glasses, you know that that kind of thing. Which is fucking awesome. And we are going to do. We I know we say it. We're going to do not another teen movie because uh, it's ridiculously hilarious. And we awesome. will at some point do that because they do. Uh, they make fun of this bikini. movie. Whip green bikini. I don't know. I prefer uh, a banana split. Oh. <laughs> Oh, if anyone can remember the scene in that movie. It's great. So good. Yep. So uh, in that, this is this is well-worn territory is what I'm saying. Uh, Absolutely. And I think also, I even looked this up. I guess there's a movie called um, like 10 ways to, lose a, uh, ways to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or something where it's like the opposite. How to Lose a Guy in oh, 10 okay. Days. And it is actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> I don't know. That's back in the Matthew McConaughey days where he decided not to act. So. Oh, no, yeah. Well, but I like her. I love um, Goldie Hawn's daughter, which I can't think of her name right really? now. Really? I do. Oh. I can only think of one movie where she was ever good. And Skeleton that was. Key. No. No. Uh, almost Famous. <laughs> her breakout movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, that, she'll never get better. She went downhill. She went crashing oh, downhill. Does, yeah, but don't, she does all the same kind of movies that her mom did. That doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, I guess I don't know that many Goldie Hawn movies. I mean, it's a misogynist in me. I, I don't know Goldie Because you're such a thing against blondes. What's up with that? I do. I told you. It's brunettes yeah. and redheads. That's the, that's the way it goes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, all you blondes out there. Oh. Like, you know, I know I'm, I'm ruining my chances with all our podcast listeners. I'm just saying, everyone <laughs> in Scandinavia totally turned it off. I don't know. I, I will say, I did. I have, you know, walked around in Zurich, and they could easily change my mind. But I'm just, you know, things happen. Just saying. <laughs> Things happen. 
<laughs> okay, so the bet goes down, and then on top of that, wait, we're not turning this into a dating site. <laughs> I as the whole reason why we I started totally a podcast. Can. If we want to play, you know, the newlywed game, I'm all about that. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I wish we could take calls. I'd be like, caller, and it's some dude. I'm like, okay, <laughs> next Sorry, one. Can you yeah. tell me about your worst date ever? I wonder. We should do that. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think of my worst. Uh, whatever. Okay, we gotta stay on track. I was gonna say this is gonna be three hours just because we're gonna keep tangenting. Oh uh, well, I think the discussions towards the end are the ones that are gonna be the long ones. So yeah. Not really. We're both gonna lose fans on that one. <laughs> no, I don't want to lose fans. Oh, by the way, I did want to mention this. We have we passed the 1,000 Twitter follower mark today. Woo! I know, right? That's pretty crazy. I never not knowing Twitter and not. You know, caring about what happens. A social like, media person. Yes, yeah, it's great. Like I just wish we could transfer that over to Facebook, where I actually understand things a little bit better. Right. But yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I don't want to lose people, but we got to have real conversations, people. So so. Hey, no, none of this PC stuff. You get to hear our real opinions on crap. <laughs> yeah, we don't fucking sugarcoat anything. Plus, and sometimes we play characters, but you never know when we're playing a character. That's the whole. No, point. this is us always honest. Sorry. We're that bad. Oh, I don't know. I've actually literally played characters on this. Did you not know that? <laughs> I just I go I go in and out. <laughs> Normally, okay, you can tell by like a voice change or something that I do. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah. it's the acting. Acting, right? Yeah, that was that's the it. SNL thing or something. All right, go ahead. So yeah, so Joey makes his bet with his friend who you never see again. Um, One and then time at like over. a table. <laughs> One other time. Right, it's not even. It's a complete throw. And by the like, way, it could be it could be somebody reading lines off scene, and you'd be like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Like there's no, there was no need for you. And by the way, it's not really a bet because the guy offers to put money on it, and Joey goes, "No, I'm gonna do this one for free." Like, I, like how is that a bet? No, it's just like I've set up a challenge for myself. Ooh. But don't we do that all the time, Kelly? You not walk into a bar. And see a hot guy oh, like man, smoking. It's not a, a challenge, though. Yeah, that's well. That's what I'm saying. You don't. <laughs> you don't go in there and go like, "I'm taking me home some of that." Like, I don't even need to bet. Like, that's not a thing. That's not what goes through your mind. <laughs> well, girls don't. We completely choose for the most part, except for some stubborn people. But usually, we've completely choose for the most part. You right. see, that's that's the thing. You women have all the power, and no one knows how to use it correctly. I have the power. Pretty much. That's pretty good, right? That was a good He-Man impression. What I say? Thank this you. Now all excited about mm, got my She-Ra going on. No, if we want to talk about something, we'll talk about Thundercats. But we'll get to that another time. I could probably get one of them on the show. Anyway. So, Chitara? Mm, no. Oh, well, then fuck it. I don't want any, <laughs> Seriously. I only... Chitara is like the woman of my dreams. So if you can work something out where there's a real-life Chitara, all about it. Other so, than that, fuck it. Now I know. Cosplay, a little bit of furry and Ian. Good to know. Whoa. Let's not go that far. Chitara's like a sexy... She's like... She has... A sexy cat. Yeah, but yeah. not like with a bunch of like fur and stuff. Cat. But she furry. doesn't have like really any fur. She just has a tail. Which you can buy. You can overlook. Yeah. Like, but it's probably like a sexy tail. Like, it's... I mean, it probably does stuff extra. You oh. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, have you not thought about this before? <laughs> no. Did you not think? Did you not think if you hooked up with Lionel, what it would be like? Uh, or Panthro? Come on, uh, seriously? Like not kitten cat? Don't, don't, Kelly, don't. But 
this is a, this is, and this is a snarf? podcast about ten things snarf? I hate about you. Just to are you reiterate. a sn- are you a snarf lady? I'm sorry, I could talk about Thundercats for forever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about 10 things I hate about you. Where were so we? So it flips back over to Cameron and Michael, and pretty much Cameron's in love with Bianca, blah, blah, blah. So they figure out a plan where what they want to do is they want to pit Joey because Joey's an idiot. Nope. And make- Whoa. Back. Wow, look at my great impression there of a truck backing up. You completely have skipped over the whole father thing. No, oh, this is still outside. No I'm way, really? At the script. Yes, and it goes to the parking lot. Okay. All right, go ahead. Sorry. My bad. <sighs> because Kat But we're not following f- the script, are we? <laughs> really? No, I'm just referencing. Oh, okay. Make right. sure I get everything in the right order. Just, just checking. Okay. So I did jump ahead a little bit. Anyway, so it's Michael and Cameron talking about Becca, and then Michael makes uh, the suggestion that Becca is actually looking for a French tutor, and Cameron's like, sweet, I can totally do that. Do you speak French? And he says, no, but I will. And you then gotta, it cuts to the parking lot where Joey takes, uh, who picks up Becca and takes Becca home. You have to stop saying Becca because that's not her name. You said that like eight times. I will not remember what you want me to call her. Alex Mack. No, no, no but her real name is – no. Sorry, Kelly. Do you not realize you're completely off on what her actual name is? Her name is Bianca. It's not Becca. Sorry. So that's so that's why I was confused. And I think it's the not po- completely spelled out at what I'm. Oh, at. I think the I think the up. podcast listeners would also be confused. Who's sorry, Becca? sorry, no, 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 no. Yeah, Bianca. It's yeah, not, you can sorry. call her Bianca. It's not fine. completely spelled out, so I'm just reading off that. That's fine. So yeah, it, it cuts over to obviously it's in the school, and Joey makes Bianca an offer to drive her home. She accepts. Cat sees this, and Cat's friend, you know, also sees this, and the it's, hippie chick. The well, the Shakespearean the hippie chick lover, yeah, Mandela or something like that. Um, blah 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 blah. Cuts to Stratford House, and that's where you meet Larry Miller. That's Walter. their father, right? Yeah, and he is a gynecologist, or is he? Yeah, yeah. No. well, he's an OBGYN. OBGYN, yeah, yeah. So he's he makes multiple references about being like Earth. up in his armpits in placenta. <laughs> placenta. Like so he's got two two attractive daughters that he is completely worried that they are going to have sex and get pregnant at a very young age and ruin their lives. Which cracks me up because being an OBGYN, he can make sure that they are both on birth control. Yeah, and they never talk about that. No. Yeah, they, it's that is something that is never brought up whatsoever. So, but I might he he might be one of those super hyper people where like even if I if I put them on birth control, then of course they're gonna for some reason right. that's they'll a want to have it because they right. now think because that, I can yeah. right, uh, which is not necessarily true. It's kind of like drinking underage. As soon as you turn twenty one, I'm like, yeah, you have fun, but it's I can go and pick up beer whenever I want, so it's not as dangerous or whatever. That's another metaphor for you picking up guys, isn't it? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> so. Larry Miller is very funny. Uh, he's awesome, but yeah. he's great in all the stuff he does. Yeah, so. it's, it's very true. Uh, but <laughs> so he gets freaked out when Kat says that Bianca you know, got a ride home uh, from some guy. So that freaks him out. She also, one of the big things is she got a letter from Sarah Lawrence, right? Isn't right. that what this happens here? So she right. wants to move across country to go to, like, is Sarah Lawrence all woman school? I believe so. Yeah, so she wants to go do that, and he wants her to be closer, obviously, because what you realize now is the mother isn't around. 
And they Which, talk okay, about so, it a couple times. Right. Now, you don't assume she died because there's a little bit of animosity between Cad right. and someone. Like, she just left. Like, she packed up her shit and just took off. And they don't really they don't really get into it too far. But I, she didn't die. Like, it's yeah. not that kind of. It's debated when people talk about this movie. They don't know for sure. But it seems more like she left than yeah, she died. It, it, yeah. It comes back up that. Because there's, like, it's not like, oh, mom's gone. Like, as, yeah. like, she passed away. It's more along the lines of, well, she's not coming back. Like, she doesn't, you know, she's yeah. out. They have more respect for their father, I think, because he stuck around to right. raise them and pay for, you know, their everything. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So, they definitely have respect for him, but they also, he's also a maniacal tyrant for Alex Mack. You know, he doesn't let her date. And you find right. that well, out. She's the real quick. threat anyway, because Kat could care less. Right. Because, yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to, you know, why and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, basically, he's got this lockdown on Bianca saying, you can't date until you're 18. Somewhere yeah, around. Yeah. And she's a sophomore in high school right now. Right, right. The, you know the house rule. And the rule is number one, no dating until you graduate. Rule number two, no dating until you graduate. That's it. Yep. That's, that's completely it. And then. Cat and her have a back and forth, and is this where the new rule is put into place, or is that later? No, this is, I believe this is where the new rule, so, okay, so, dad also says to her, do you know what's unfair? This is unfair. This morning, I delivered a set of twins to a 15-year-old girl. Do you know what she said to me? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and Bianca goes, I'm a crack whore who should have made my sleazy boyfriend wear a condom. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Close, but No. She said, I should have listened to my father. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Like, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> he said, but that's what she would have said. If she wasn't all doped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, basically they go back and Bianca's like, that's not fair. I'm the only soft, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he makes a new rule that said because Kat is her, she's like, oh, have you seen the unwashed miscreants at this, at this school? Like, gross. And right. he's like, new rule. You can Older date. Allowed. Yeah, you can date when she when does. When she does. And she points and he's like, ooh, I like that. Like, he's, yes. he's very into this character. Like, yeah, no, which is awesome. Yeah. So obviously, Bianca doesn't see this as a plus because she's like basically thinking, oh no, I'm never going to be able to date because right. Kat's never going to never date. Never going to date. So this is even worse than being 18. Right. She doesn't want any of it. So, right. yeah. So that's, you know, you could. You could say this movie wouldn't even have happened if he had just kept his rule at 18. But exactly. because he thinks he's being smart, he goes ahead and makes this rule that has a loophole. That's how you basically get that first thing. And that's what sets everything in motion. Because now do you go to the French part? Yes, tutoring room. Yeah, so now Joseph Gordon-Levitt is learning French. And he's also going to tutor Bianca. So they've never even met before technically yeah they've never had any one-on-one and bianca as far as uh she knows she doesn't know that he doesn't speak french <laughs> which is even better right, exactly so they start you know going back and forth and then he makes this little sly shy kind of like hey you know why don't we learn some french having some french, french food, food. Uh, and she thinks that's adorable. She like lights up because she has no idea who this kid is, and right. she used to be she's used to being hit on by like the Joey Donners of the right. school, the douchebags. Yeah. So she goes, "Oh, but I, 
you know, I can't. Are you asking me out on a date? That's so adorable. And then she doesn't get his name right. She doesn't even Curtis. know. Yeah, she keeps on to with the different names, even though he says it's Cameron. Cameron. Uh, and then he goes, I know you're not allowed to date, but maybe because this is like a school thing. And she's like, oh, well, no, I, I can. And he gets all excited that they're going to go sailing and shit. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. Uh, you know, big problem here. I have to get my sister to date someone. And he's like, oh, I heard about her. You know, there's got to be someone who would go out on a date with her. And she, and she uses that good line about uh, she's a hideous breed of, of heinous loser or something like that. And then she's also like, and she's a total bitch. Like, <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much. So that's your, that's your setup there is now she can date. So that now sets everything in motion where Cameron needs to find out a plan with his buddy, right. with his new buddy, Michael. Awesome. Yep. How, how are they going to get, uh, how are they going to get Bianca? And they have to figure it out. Uh, next scene is you're in the biology class and Michael and Cameron are talking about how to, to do this. But this is also when you're introduced um, to uh, Heath Ledger's character. Yeah. As just a as a background, and it gives you a little bit. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of very interesting like folklore around this yeah. kid. Like Did you he have, ate everything oh. on a duck except for like the beak and the feet. Yeah, like he had a porn career, and he doesn't have a right. kidney anymore. Like he sold you, his liver to get yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I have a question for you. In real life, have you ever, in all the places you've lived or been in school for, has have you ever known anyone to have that kind of thing happen, or is that just a movies thing? Like a kid who had folklore behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, there was, yeah, there was, there was two kids actually. Really? Yeah, wow. and they were honestly they kind of fit this description. They were definitely more not so much. They were more on the artsy side, but definitely the extreme artsy side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was still some like, I don't trust you. I feel like if you'd freak out and stab me in a locker room, like that was always there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With all the schools I went to, I never ever, and that probably meant that there were people whispering about my folklore, is what I'm guessing, because I was always the new guy. But I wish. Do you do you know the movie The New Kid? Oh, that sounds familiar. It's got Elijah Dushku and um, oh, what's his name? Uh, DJ something. It's the really and uh, um, Elijah Dushku and what's the girl from New Girl? Glasses, hipstery, uh, crap. Uh, hey, we have so Zoe many. Zoe Deschanel. De- yeah, Zoe Deschanel. There you go. Zoe really? Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel's in it. Yeah, you. <laughs> hey, that was good. That was good. No, but it was one of those like really, and you don't know. I love Zoe Deschanel. Isn't by the, the way, the reason you watch the show. Uh, actually, now it's more. I think the guys are much funnier than the she guys is. Are absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. they're fucking hilarious. Uh, that show is great. Uh, but. <laughs> So she's in it, but that's a that's a movie about how a real like loser nerd kid that has like terrible he's bullied and terrible things happen to him at this one school. He moves to a rival school and just makes up a brand new personality. And I wish I had been smart enough as a kid to do that. Like when you're when you're you know your parents always say like you know be yourself you know you're gonna go in there and you're gonna make friends and blah 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 fucking stupid shit which is such crap and it's never true no it's never ever true so I wish I at that young age would have known like hey going to a new school 
I can be whoever I want to be. Right. You create folklore. Yeah. They have no background on you, you know? So I wish I had done that, but I did not. <laughs> I did not know you could do that. And especially when the internet was just starting. Like, they wouldn't have been able to look things up. Oh, no, you yeah. Know, you wouldn't or have been able to check your... with a completely fake MySpace anyway, though. Oh, that's true. That is very true. Even though, have you looked up your old MySpace, by the way? I think you can still find that shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid to do that. I don't even... Yeah, watch out. Yeah, no. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> but yeah, once again, Tangent City. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's biology class, and he's kind of, you know, Patrick pulls out a butterfly knife and impales his frog violently, and uh, so that's how you're introduced to Patrick. Well, he, made, and then it cu- he made a comment at the beginning that we didn't talk about. He came into the English class, or the lit class, or whatever, where Kat was going off on the feminist literature stuff. And he came in late. He came in late to that class and said, what did I miss? And then she mentioned something, the patriarchal downfall of femi- whatever. And then he, right, goes, right. he goes, oh, good, and leaves. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Which, but that's not really the introduction to him. Like, that's, like uh, sure, he's sure. there, but it's not like you haven't got his mystique yet. Right, right. It was, well, that, I mean, at least sets up his character a little bit. Where he's so. like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out, yeah. Uh, but we did forget one part, though, before this part was when – so Cameron and Michael decide, oh, well, we just have to find someone to date Kat. Yeah. We just have to find – so they rounded up a bunch of random people, random guys, and were like – and asked each one individually, hey, would you ever date Katarina Stratford or whatever? And most of them, like, screamed and ran away or laughed or one guy asked – if he was the last person on earth, would there be goats <laughs> or sheep? Are sheep? there sheep? Yeah. Because if they're sheep, then I'd choose sheep. Yeah, it, it was really strange. Yeah. Yeah. So that was their striking out. So they couldn't find a guy. So then Cameron sees Patrick, sees Heath Ledger impaling, right. you know, impaling the, the frog and all that kind of shit and says, that's our guy, which is kind of weird to come to that conclusion. Like, that's the guy. <laughs> I don't know who this is. He's not anything. It's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it works, and that's when Michael is telling him all the folklore and everything, and uh, right. yeah. So, that's Sorry. your little introduction, and that's now their target, is let's see if we can get him. Right. Yeah. So, do they then cut to work workshop, or do they go somewhere it's, else after that? It's the workshop. You still don't hear any. Patrick actually still doesn't actually talk to them, but this is when he drills the hole in the book. Yeah, because Cameron goes up to make the introduction, and... This is, you know, this is back in the day where you could get away with that. I mean, you actually had power tools. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that would ever happen, and that would probably be a threat to someone's life. He'd be expelled. And, oh yeah, 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 all, yeah all that, all that shit. So yeah, basically, Cameron's like, oh, I know not to mess with this guy, and you know, and leaves that kind of thing. <laughs> so, so they have to decide on a new way to go ahead and get uh, Cat to you know, go out with him or for him to go out with Cat. For him to pursue Cat. Right, exactly. So this is where Joey comes into it, and pretty much they need to find uh, someone who has money and who is stupid, which is the best description to Joey. And this is all Michael's idea, by the way. Of course. Yeah. He is the smart one. He is, he's the linchpin in this whole movie. He's actually the puppet master in this whole movie. Yeah, he is. Yep. So, yeah, so he gets the idea, and he goes up to Joey in the lunchroom or whatever, 
Right. And Joey's there with his douchebag friends. And for some reason, I don't know why Michael did this, but he reached across to get a fruit roll-up or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't like that very much. You're like, right. Yeah, you just can't do that. But Yeah, I'm going to come into your space and then take your food. And while he's putting this idea out to Joey, Joey takes him by the face and draws a dick on with a his, sharpie. Yep, with a sharpie on, on his, his face. face. Yep, as he's setting up everything. So he goes through the whole spiel about like, hey, you know, you can, you know, the new rule for Bianca is you just have to get a date for Cat. We, you know, what about that guy? And points to uh, Verona again, Heath Ledger, and. He knows rumors about him as well. Like he right. knows folklore. Everybody too. does. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you know, didn't he eat the a whole duck again? And and Michael's like, J- not the beak and the feet, you know. And then just goes on like that's normal occurrence, and then tells him like, hey, you know, why don't you get him to do it? And Patrick's like, well, why would why would you set this up? Why would you want this to happen? And it's like, oh, well, you just, you know, when I say hi to you in the hall, you say hi to me. Like, all right, so you're cool by association. I get exactly. it. Exactly. So all of that is set into motion. So you know that they're all using other people to get what they want. Right. Right. Which is also very Shakespeare. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So then you go to the uh, to the track and field area where apparently everyone practices every sport at the same time. At the same time. time. Yeah, when, apparently the whole school goes to gym at the same time. Yeah. You have the soccer team where Cat's playing soccer. You have uh, Bogey Lowenstein who's hitting golf balls. Club for future yuppies. Yep, yep. He's Remember, hitting... guys, grip it. Don't rip it. And he's pretty funny in the right. little role that he has in this as well. Uh, and then the track team and archery class and all this crazy stuff soccer, is going on. Soccer, yeah, yeah, everything. I believe the band's on. practicing in the background. Like, it's a whole... Yeah, it's a ton of ton of stuff cluster yeah so this is where you know uh verona is smoking heath ledger is just smoking on the on the bench and sideline. yeah and joey goes up i think it's not even sideline it's in the middle of the field <laughs> like for some reason i have no idea uh and joey comes up to him and it's like the first time they've ever spoken whatsoever and joey's like hey you see that girl over there why don't you take her out on a date i give you 20 bucks <laughs> like, oh yeah how are you doing? I just love the fact that he's like, by the way, I had some great duck last night. And Patrick's like, do I know you? Do I know you? Yeah. He's just smoking. He's got his buddy with like the mohawk spiked hair next to him. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah who, who never says a thing. His <laughs> other metal friend. Yeah. Uh, so basically, and then you see her, you see Kat like run into a fellow teammate and like yep. knock her over. This is the best soccer thing because she, she purposely holds her hand so she doesn't hit her and just smashes her down with her body. Yep. And then just kicks the ball away. And just, so and Joey's like, "All right, 30. <laughs> I was like, "Wait," and then he goes. And what I thought was funny about this scene is, you know how movies don't necessarily hold up because inflation. He's like, "So we're gonna go to the movie, and that's gonna be fifteen bucks, and then we're gonna get popcorn." And he starts going through, and I was like, "When was the last time anyone was able to go with two people?" To for go 15 bucks. To, for $15. We get matinee at 9 in the morning. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, even then, I'm still <laughs> not sure. In Boston, it's still $15 a ticket each. Wow. Even if you're that early. So, still, though. Yeah. He, still, he still wants them to pay 75 bucks for him to go to the movies. Yeah, it ends up, it ends up being <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they, they end on 50 They end right. on 50 at this point. Uh, and that's when uh, 
that's when uh, uh, Verona just starts walking up to Cat on the way. And I like this interaction between the two of them. Because, like, hey, girly. And she does not like that. She is totally against that, for sure. Because right, a lot of all the ways to approach her, short of you slapping her on the ass and being like, how you doing? Like, you really couldn't get worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, she's not a fan. And yeah. uh, he tries to, he's just like, oh, so you and me on whatever, like, how how you doing? She's like, oh, I'm sweating like a pig. You know, how, how are you doing? And she's, and he goes, oh, that's that's a nice way to talk or something. And she's like, well. It's a great way to get a guy's attention. Yeah, and she's like, well. It's my mission in life. Yeah, and then she's like, obviously it worked because I struck your fancy. So all's right in the world. Like, it's a, it's a nice little back and forth. And you can tell what both characters are kind of like in, you know, their everyday lives. Yeah, it's it's a decent back and forth, but it, like, okay, so I'll pick you up on Friday then. She's like, yeah, okay, cool, Friday, whatever. And I'll take you places you've never been before. So you mean like the Seven Eleven on Broadway? Do you even know my name, Screwboy? I know a lot more than you think. That's doubtful. Very, very doubtful. Yeah, it's a back and, I mean, come on. What else is there? Right, 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 yeah. which is perfect. And, of course, um, from across the field, Cameron and Michael are watching, and they're like, we're screwed. This isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Nope, exactly. Uh, Stratford House at night. So it's um, Bianca talking to Kat about she should consider getting a, a new look. And Kat's like, I'm hostile and annoyed. That is my look. Oh, yeah. Is that where she puts the pearls on or whatever? Uh, oh, the, the jewelry? The necklace I thing? I think it has to yes, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. And that's where you learn a little bit more about mom. Yeah, Bianca wants to put on. She starts putting on this thing. And Kat's like, where'd you get those? And it's like, mom's. And she's like, oh, you're just going to wear them now? And then has this like. You know, she never, they look terrible on you, blah, blah, and then she leaves. Whatever. Right. I don't so think you just, see that stuff again. Like, I don't think she wears it any No, no, no. Time. And it's just to give you a little background on why there isn't a mom, apparently. Right. Yep. Very true. Uh, then what's next? Uh, downtown and uh, Joey and Kat's interaction in the cars. Oh, yeah. So uh, Verona shows up uh, because he says he was doing laundry. And tries to basically get her to come out with him again. Right. Uh, that kind of thing. And she's like rebuffing his advances. And then uh, Joey, and she has a nice car. And he like... She, yeah, but she's also got a classic car. So she's yeah. got a car that's actually made out of steel and metal. Yeah. And, and not fiberglass. Well, for sure. And Verona is like talking to her about it. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I must not know anything because I'm a girl. You know, all that kind of shit. Like right, she's right, just, right. she's in that, she's in that. Like, You're oh, not this win is just... no matter what you say to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Joey pulls up in his, you know, nice shiny, you Barbie know, Barbie convertible. But, yeah, exactly. And parks right in double parks right in front right of her. Right behind her. Yeah, right. Like there's, it's just shitty. And she's like, "Do you mind?" He's like, "Nope." And like, you know, has his shades on, walking all smooth into the store or whatever. And she's just like, "Fuck it," and just. Ram just plows backwards into his car, <laughs> and that's where they cut now. They cut now to uh, the house, uh, and obviously Verona thought that was hilarious. But they right. cut. They cut to the house, and Larry Miller's there. He's just like, "Whoops, yeah." My insurance doesn't cover PMS. Yes, I lo- I love that line. I thought that was well, great. Tell them I had a seizure. Oh, that was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just laughing. So, <sighs> so what yeah, happens it's the back now? and forth between Cat and Dad about pretty much banging up the car. And yes. then oh. I, it 
And then he goes, well, wait, does this have anything to do with me not wanting, not letting you go to Sarah Lawrence? And then, of course, that argument in, in, ensues. And then uh, uh, Dad's beeper goes off, and he's like, we'll continue this later. And she's like, I can't wait. Right. And, and then uh, Bianca comes storming in. And she's, oh, my God, you maimed Joey's car. Oh, yes. Yes, very She's so. like, bummer, I guess you're going to have to keep taking the bus again. <laughs> and now, is this is this where they start talking about going to the party, or did that happen later? No. This is later. This is later because the party hasn't. Because Joey has to come up and and ask Bianca to go. So we have to go back to school. So it's okay. we go back to the hallway. So this was just uh, more of them fighting again. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is back and forth and how she's not going. The dad's not letting her go across the country. On top of that, she screwed up Joey's car and family drama. Blah blah blah. Sure. Gotcha. Uh, so Joey goes up to Patrick and he's like, "Dude, I gave you fifty bucks. I expect results." And she, he's like, "Yeah, I'm working on it." And then he says, I want, it's now 100 a date, right? Yeah, and you're paying me up in advance. Up front, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then uh, this is also, so then Michael and Cameron get the idea for the party then, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we, we almost forgot too, isn't this also where they have their little powwow, uh, Cameron, Michael, and Heath Ledger about like, how so here's gonna, the situation. My man yeah. Cameron here is major Jojens for um, Bianca Stanford. And then Patrick, which is one of my favorite Stratford. lines. What's with this chick? Uh, she has beer-flavored nipples. Yes, that was a good line. <laughs> and then Cameron gets pissed. He's like, and hey. he's like, yeah. And he's like, but they're they're saying, you know, hey, we set this all up. We're going to help you. Right, right. And we're using Joey as a pawn. Right. That kind of thing. So now this was technically their actual introduction to each other. To that, to those three. Yeah, yeah. to those three. The three interactions. Right. And then you have, uh, where where do you go? See, this is the thing. This is where I'm all fuzzy on this movie because there's so many like quick, like little scenes that don't really mean that much until later. Okay. So now this is later on during the school day, and Joey's staying there, and he's in. He's got his. He's got his um, headshots. So he's okay. So white shirt or black shirt. And he showed them to Bianca, and she's just standing there like, one, they look exactly the same, because they are. And and she's like, um, I think I like the white shirt better. Joey nods. Joey's like, yeah, it's more, she says, pensive. And he's like, damn, I was going for thoughtfully. So you're like, really, dude? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, we already know She's that. like, right. And it's funny, because like, some of this stuff is also kind of like, it's, it's filtering into her, but she's still trying to be like, but he's pretty. Like, that's how she's trying to justify, justify this. Sure. Right, right. So where do they get? So let's. I think we're doing too much like scene by scene here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when. Okay. So this is this is actually when uh, you obviously uh, Michael's got some sort of issue with um, the yuppies. So he steals the flyer, he edits the flyer, and he distributes the flyer all around the school, pretty much saying, you know, it's an open party. There's going to be beer, blah blah blah. Show yeah. up at a Bogey's house at this time, and then that's where the whole I want to go to, you know his party and Joey asks her out and now they and then Cameron approaches Bianca and says hey if you help me we can get Kat a date but he needs some information yes, there you go and yeah. they do it at her house and you know this is where she finds these are all her the shows she goes to and the, the people she, she likes to listen to and oh black and lingerie. I know that right and I know she's not a lesbian because she does have you know she likes pretty guys Jared Leto skin. baby Woo. <laughs> yeah I can totally relate totally really so yeah and then she has she has black underwear and which means you only buy black underwear yeah people supposed to see it 
I did not know that until this movie. Neither did I. Oh, okay. All right. So it's I'm not a real sure thing. Like, if anything, oh, well, we try to match when possible, but even then, if it's if it's the same person, you're lucky. I shaved my legs. Uh, this is going down either way, as far as I'm concerned. This is my this is my internal misogyny, apparently. So there it is. Right, it is. God, <laughs> you should just be happy with what you get. God. Yeah. Yes, yeah, prickliness. It's great. <laughs> if that. It's oh jeez. Yeah. Oh no. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it's cold in Boston. Keeps me warm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, ladies. Mm-hmm. So don't start that blah, trend. Blah. <laughs> it's natural. It's green. I heard that We're saving um, the environment by not shaving. I heard that uh, that women uh, not shaving their armpits is coming back now. I heard that's, that's a big disgusting. thing. Oh, that's where you draw the line? Uh, okay, so my legs don't smell like butthole if I don't shave them. If you don't shave your armpits, Hopefully they not. smell like death. So <laughs> shave your armpits, ladies. That's gross. Oh, jeez. That's for all you ladies out there. That's right. <laughs> There's a certain point where you're like, okay, that's gross. Shouldn't be able to braid your arm hair. It's disgusting. And I feel the same way about dudes. That's not necessarily. If you can wrap that shit around your head, no. That's oh, yeah. Bad. You probably got to trim a little bit. Please. Uh, do something. Or yeah. I like it when you use like the gel and it looks like they've just hair gelled it to their arm. It's always hot. How many axe men are you dating? <laughs> Not axe. Not axe. We're talking like um what's the green one? Brute. Oh jeez. Yeah. How old are the guys you're dating? Like in the sixties? No. Well, it's either it's that or they're legal. Oh, whoa. Ayo. Alright, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, so yeah. Michael and Cameron catch up with Patrick, and they're like, "Hey, so this is all the crap she's into." By the way, she likes pretty guys, and Patrick takes offense to that. He's like, "So you're saying I'm not a pretty guy?" And, and then Michael and, and Cameron are like, "Oh yeah, no, guys, no, really, really pretty I'm sorry. guy." No, yeah. what I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where they're like, "Dude, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to go to Club Skunk." He's like, "I can't be seen yeah. at Club Skunk." And he he's has like, to quit. Have to. He has to quit smoking as well because he right, smokes. Right? Because yeah, yeah will not will not touch that. Yep. Yeah. So then he shows up at Club Skunk, and it's funny because they do the point of view basically as he's walking through, and like all the women are looking at him like, "What is this guy are doing you here?" Because it's yeah. it comes off very lesbianist club. Right. But then when you get into the main hall, there are plenty of other guys there. He's not right. the only one. And then right. he knows like the bartender. He's like they're like Verona, you know, like they know him and stuff. And he shakes. What the hell hands. are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, so then he gets a drink. And Kat and her friend are in the front of the concert with the female-led uh, band. And right. they're rocking out. And he kind of sees her dancing. And you can see, like, a glimmer. Like, he's already started to kind of start liking her. Oh, no. He like, fell in love with her when, he, when she smashed Joey's car. Oh, right, right, right. But then he sees, Absolutely. you know, he still sees her, you know, dancing and is, like, a little bit more kind of thing. And then he pretends like he's not there. You know, she goes and gets some waters. And... He He's pretends, just standing at the bar. Yeah, that kind of thing. She comes over. She gives that disgusted girl look like, oh, this again. You know, that kind of thing. And then goes over and starts talking to him. And he tells her to be quiet so he can listen to the band. Right. And then starts naming some of her favorite bands. Right. I mean, they're no bikini killers or raincoats, but they're not that bad. And she just kind of stares at him like, wait, what? Yeah. And then he starts walking away from her. Because right. obviously that's what a guy has to do to get a woman's attention is not it's give true. her attention. It's true. You need to ignore her. Yep. So that's what that's what he does, and she follows him, and then this is the part that I was going to talk about because he starts talking to her loudly because the show is on, 
Right, because you have to yell at each other. Yep, and he goes, you know, I was watching you out there, and I've never seen you look so sexy. And as he says, like, seen you look so sexy, it had died Drops. down. Yeah, yeah, the whole entire the place. The apparently yeah. now over. Yeah, like. and everyone, for some reason, instead of clapping and, like, going, woo, or whatever, just is utterly silent. And everyone hears it and then starts laughing and then they right. both share a laugh. So this is my story about that. So I was in college and I was going to see Veruca Salt for like the who knows how many time. Uh, and it was just a little – it was a little bar. First of all, don't shake your head at me, Kelly. Veruca Salt fucking rocks. And <laughs> if you guys have any ill feelings about them, you go look up the song Shutterbug right now. And then you have a conversation with me later. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fucking Eight Arms to Hold You album from front to back is amazing. Look up Shutterbug and tell me that song doesn't fucking rock. That solo is so damn good. Anyway, uh, so we're the, I'm there and I'm there with a buddy at the time who is drunk off his ass. And he knows Veruca Salt but has never really seen him. And we're at this like divey bar club where the... You know, it doesn't even go like the stage is only above like the floor by a foot, maybe that kind of thing. It's a step up. Yeah, it's really that's <laughs> that's really all it is. So we've got our drinks and, and we're we're near the front for some reason. I don't know why we are, but we're near the front. And there are all these girls and there are these two cute girls like dancing in the front and we're like two people back or something. And he starts to start talking about them in a loud voice and he goes Hey man, I really want us to talk to those girls, but I think they're lesbians. The song cut out at I. That's and everyone around was completely wow. silent when he just yelled at me, I think they're lesbians. Awesome. It was perfect. It was my perfect ten things. And I just started cracking up. <laughs> well, no, I just, yeah, I just started laughing my ass off. I thought it was the funniest thing that's ever happened. And I remembered the movie. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh so during back you know, flashing back to Ten Things I Hate About You, after he said that, they kind of shared some pleasantries and he was asking her to go to Bogey Lowenstein's party. party. Yep. And she was like uh, I don't know. Like, no. So he said, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, go. You never give up, do you? So is that a yes? No. So is that a no? No. no. And that's how yeah. the scene is. And he <laughs> says he'll pick her up at 930. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's how you go. So then you go back to the house then. Right. And, and this is uh, Chastity and Bianca wanting to go to the party. Yep. And then, of course, dad being like, uh, no, you can't go unless Kat's going. Yep. And then... Cat ends up after Bianca kind of persuades her, she gets ready to go, but it seems like she has also forgotten that she didn't tell Verona yeah. that she wouldn't go with you know what I mean? Right, so right. she's not really expecting him, but there's enough of a there's enough of a begging session that Cat does say she'll go. That kind of right. thing. Uh and then that's when that's when the father makes uh Alex Mack put on the pregnancy suit. Which is awesome. <laughs> yes, it's uh, pretty hilarious. Which just I love that he just feel, has yeah. at home. Oh, yeah, like, of he course. Has, he's, got, he's got, like, the old one. He's like, we got a new one for the office, but I just keep this at home yeah. to torture my daughters. Yeah, you know, you know he has made them wear that around. Oh, uh, quite like, a few times. Yeah, that kind of thing. So <laughs> that's where he mentions, you know, hey, Daddy, there's just a party. And he's like, is that what the young kids are calling an orgy now? <laughs> These like, days? Just, yeah. 
Whoa. He tells them, you know, no human sacrifice, no nothing. He's like, oh, God, I'm giving them ideas. <laughs> and so as they're leaving, that's when Verona is there already. And she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm coming to pick you up. And she's like, whatever, I'm driving. And he looks back and he sees he sees Bianca in the, in the pregnancy suit. He's like, who knocked up your sister? Your sister. And then walks away. <laughs> so then the party is, uh, you know, Bogey Lowenstein is not expecting it, and it's like a rich person's house, and all of a sudden they set up a DJ within two minutes. That's oh, no, wired. Yeah. That's they, wired they, into the whole store, house, yeah, right? Yeah. And they bring their own booze and kegs and everything. And I'm like, what high school party? I've never been to this high school party. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. So basically, the party is out of control. Everyone's drinking. Uh, Joey latches on to Bianca, and Kat is annoyed with it, and she wants to tell her something. But Bianca's like, "Don't talk to me in public. Like right. I can do whatever I want with Joey." But then Cameron and Michael are also there too, and they're like, "Oh, I thought Bianca wanted to come to see me." But then they realize that she used them basically, or used at least used Cameron. Right. To get to a party where she could hang out with Joey. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And then because for some reason, we find out later, but for some reason, Kat doesn't like the idea of Bianca being around Joey and Joey making fun of her. She starts to just be like, fuck it, I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm going to get, yeah, if I have to be here, then I'm going to get yeah. hammered. I'm going to do what all the stupid kids in high school do, you know. Right. And Verona's not, he's not drinking. He's like watching her now. Because right. he's worried, he doesn't like that kind of attitude that she has, right. that kind of thing. So now, basically, in this, you've got Cameron's feelings are hurt. Uh, Michael is striking out with every girl that he, Which is that awesome. he tries for. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and then uh, Bianca is happy for a little bit, but then realizes that Joey's adult. Because he starts, instead of showing her the pictures that look exactly the same, he starts doing modeling poses that are exactly the same. Which is, my mind kept going over to Zoolander, and I'm like, holy crap, they're all the exact same pose. Yeah. It's Magnum, it's blue, it's, it's all that, and you're like, wow. Yeah, it's Zoolander, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so then she starts to kind of feel like, oh, you know, that's, you know, not really the guy I want to be with but at this time cat's like dancing on tables and oh yeah she Show three sheets to the wind yeah she hits her head on what was a chandelier or something yeah. right so then verona has to take her away and is like being very protective of her while that happens uh alex mack is trying to think of ways to get out of this and she goes like oh i have a curfew i gotta get home and that's when chastity like blows her off to go hang out with joey at an after after party or whatever like that kind right. of thing uh, and she's like, oh, I thought you were my friend. And you see a little rift there. But that's when she latches back on to Cameron. But Cameron's still pissed. Like, because she now realizes that she should have hung out with Cameron that whole time. Because right. Joey's adult. But Cameron doesn't realize that. You know, that kind of thing. So, now this is where uh, Verona and Kat have their little moment. Because he's trying to make sure she doesn't fall asleep. Because she's he's worried she has a concussion, you know that kind of thing. So they kind of get a little bit closer. She throws up like near his shoes or on his shoes, you know Pretty that kind of thing. Yeah, and he ends up driving her home, and then Cameron ends up breaking down kind of and allowing Bianca to come home, like to drive, drive her. her yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he drives her home. Yeah, too. that kind of thing. So 
you've got now two people being driven home with two opposite things that are about to happen because uh, in Kat's car or in uh, Verona's car, they have a moment where Verona says, you know, hey, you know, I, I know everyone's out for your sister. Like everyone seems to think your sister is hot shit, but she's without. And obviously that's something that Kat likes to hear because right. you know that she's completely different from her sister she mo- moves in for the kiss and he doesn't do it because he's actually being the good guy right like she's Your been drinking yeah make out you. yeah that kind of thing he doesn't want to take advantage because he's not really in it for this money that she doesn't know about he's right. actually likes her right by this you know by this time so she's mad and he's like oh i'm driving home and then in the other car uh, Cameron like is going off on Bianca for being stuck up and using him and you know all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden she just kisses him and then this is like the highlight of his life and she's also like taken aback by it too because she's probably never kissed anyone before so when she walks away from the car she's like smiling as well so you see there's like a little start to there because now Cameron's like back in the game even though he originally had said to Verona he's out because she likes Joey. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So right there you've got a completely – dynamics have switched in many different directions. So take it away, Kelly. All right. So it cuts over to English class, and uh, Mr. Morgan does a rap of a, of a Shakespeare sonnet. And pretty much what it is is he uh, – you know, first Kat walks in, and he's, she's getting, like, all these different calls from all the different dudes who were there, and he, she's ignoring them. And then Joey says, I don't know, maybe we should ask Kat. Mr. Morgan says, unless she kicked the crap out of you, I don't really care. He does his raps on it, and then he assigns, okay, so uh, I need you guys to write your own uh, version of this in your own way or whatever. And then he's used to waiting for Kat to raise her hand and make some sort of, I'm not doing this because of A, B, and C. And she's like, no, I got no problem with this. You want an anambic pentameter? And, uh, no, it's a good assignment. And pretty much he that freaks him out, and he's like, okay, get out of my class. And she's like, what? Get out. I don't understand. Just leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, that was, that was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. But I didn't understand. Like, I didn't really understand what this assignment really meant. Um, I mean, it's – God, which, which one of these? Which one of the Shakespeare's is this? Uh, da, 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 da. It it has to do with um, what the love wants, what the heart wants, and what the heart doesn't get. And it, I mean, it's a direct reflection of her not being able to kiss Patrick last night. So she's like, "I'm not even. I'll just do the damn assignment. I just got to get through this. I don't really care." And that's what causes the whole conflict. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then in the hallway, Michael helps help. Uh, blah blah blah. Michael asks out Cat's friend, who keeps tagging along, um, and she's a huge Shakespeare fan. And of course. He does this whole little, I want to bring you to the prom, but it's a whole Shakespeare thing and blah, blah, blah. Because that's how he, he tries to tap into that. True. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then this full switch back over to the main stadium field. Um, and pretty much Patrick's like, I'm so screwed because uh, since I didn't kiss her, uh, she's cat's now super pissed. So now they're trying to figure out how to fix this because, yeah, she's kicking soccer balls at him and stuff like that. Yeah, which is pretty funny. So well, yeah, she almost hits him like it's yeah. to the face. So then Michael goes and talks to her friend, right? Did you or did you already say that? Uh, no, it's actually uh, yeah, that's he a little talks bit before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, he talks to the friend, and what the friend does is like, well, I'm going to prom, and she's like, why would you ever want to go to that, blah, 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 and she's like, well, I don't know, maybe because it actually would be a change for us. It would be something different as opposed to, of course, they're going to assume we're not going to go. Why can't we just go? Like it's Because she has a date now, and it's going to be Shakespeare themed, so she's thrilled, and she can't wait. Sure. Yeah. So what else happens? <laughs> this is where I start drawing the blank, because I know everything that happens, but I don't know in order. Right, right. And then pretty much this is Joey. Uh, it switches back over to the field again. Joey asks Bianca out, and Bianca um, says, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it, blah, blah, blah. But really, if my she's, sister can go. Yeah. If my sister can go. Right. So that way it's still trying to push, you know, Kat and Patrick together. Um, let's see. And then Joey confronts Patrick and is trying to, you know, hey – uh, I'll give you 300 bucks. Make sure she gets to the prom. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because Pat Verona doesn't want to do it. He's offered no. 200 bucks and he says, I don't want, I'm not playing this game anymore. And then right. he ups it another 100 and makes it three. So, right. Yeah. But that's where, uh, so then he, he does the, the song part, right? After that? Uh, yeah, they have a little bit of back and streets at the guitar store. They have a thing at the bookstore. Yeah. And then, the yeah. Feminine Mystique. Which I've been told I should read as well. <laughs> Can we please do that? I want you to read that and I want to talk about it with you. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're, I have the time. We're not going to do movies for, for one weekend. We're going to do, we're gonna do a book Ian just hate, because. Ian hates books. <laughs> the feminine mystique. <laughs> so yes. Uh, yeah, there's little interactions. And then, you know, basically uh, Michael finds out that, you know, he needs to put himself on the line. You know, he needs the makeup because she's feeling like embarrassed. She's feeling, you know, like right, she put right. herself out there and he right. rejected. Right, so you need to embarrass yourself to a bigger degree. So then that way you re-even the playing field here. Right. So that's where he, you know, pays off the band guy and uh, does the song. Like Yep, and the text. So that way he's yeah. got full audio through the whole field. Yep. So while the, while the girls are practicing soccer... He comes out and starts singing, uh, you know, you're too good to be true. Yeah, you're can't, just too good to be true. Yeah, can't take my eyes out of you. Look, and what's the name of it? I, oh, I love you, baby, right? Yeah. I love, love you, you baby. baby. And if it's quite all, right. all yeah. right. And he's just I like, you, yeah, he's just dancing <laughs> around like, and everyone's loving it. He's trying and to the, avoid the security guard. Yeah, the security, the like down. fat security guard. He like hits him in the ass and like you know is running around <laughs> that kind of thing. So he does end up getting caught, but everyone loves it. She's laughing and smiling like it's the greatest thing. But he gets detention for it. Right. So they show up at uh, they're at detention, and it's the coach, uh, her oh, yeah, soccer, soccer coach. coach. Yeah, and you know whatever she you know uh, she shows up. And she wants him to sneak out of the window right. of detention. And she, like, tries to get the coach to, like, look other ways and stuff. And then ends up flashing him. To distract him. To distract him. And does not get in trouble for it. No. <laughs> does not get detention herself <laughs> for right. this. Uh, well, it's kind of <laughs> one of those, as a teacher, I mean, one, you get to see tits and you're a dude for free. Technically, it's a minor, but still. So I don't know if I should actually tell anybody about this. And two, because it is cat, yeah. she'll make some sort of, it was a, you know, it's a First Amendment right, freedom of speech, kind of, I was expressing my body, what do you have against, you know, she'll go into that rant. So it's like, isn't it even really worth, it's not. Like, but, al <laughs> but also what I thought was funny was there's probably like 10 to 15 other students in there that know, would have like, also said something at some point. Don't. Like, Yeah, but yeah. don't. Yeah. So basically, so we get, he does get out and then they have a little day together. 
where they go like paddle paint, boating and right, uh, paintballing or whatever. Pa- well, yeah, paint ballooning, I guess. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not the guns. It's the yeah. yeah. You throw water balloons at each other. And this is where they talk and learn about each other, and she debunks the myths about him, and he debunks the myths about her, like myth, myths, myths. My voice is crazy gone after screaming yeah, at bit. the top of my lungs today. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool. Woo. Uh, so at the end of this whole date thing where you see them falling for each other and everything, uh, he goes in to ask for the prom. And she is still not a fan of that. And she's wondering what's in it for him because why is he coming on so strong for something that it doesn't seem like either of them would want to go to. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And that's what makes the most sense. If he was a different guy asking her to prom, it would make more sense right. for that. But she's like, why? You know, what's in it for you? And he's, and that's where he kind of starts to get back into the old Verona where he's like, whatever, why? Like, why are you questioning it? Why do you, why do I need to question that I want to be with you? You know, like that kind of thing. And then starts smoking and she gets pissed and, you know, walks, you know, back into her house or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So now you do have prom, right? Or do you talk about anything else in between? Um, it's pretty much uh, it's Bianca and Cameron and they're speaking French to each other except Cameron doesn't speak French and Bianca pretty much says, why are you being a jackal? Ask me to prom and then she just gets pissed and walks off. Right. Right. So he ends up asking. I wish I don't even think they show in the movie. No. No. It's just it's implied that he realizes what she, say, what she yeah, says and realizes <laughs> and she needs to ask. Yeah. So she right. is with she has nothing for Joey but Joey doesn't know that. Right. So Joey thinks he's going to prom with Bianca as well. Right. Yeah. So what ends up happening now, I don't know. Is there anything that brings Kat around that I'm forgetting? Um, not that I can remember. Because what I'm pretty sure the next scene is, it's just like Bianca is in her dress and says, hey, daddy, I'm going to prom. And he's like, or no, no, sorry. Kat comes down and says, oh, no, no, no. is dressed, so, right? No, no. So this is the scene where Kat tells Bianca about Joey. Mm. And that's what and that's why sister bonding. Yeah. That's why it changed. Yeah. So it turns right. out for anyone who's not smart enough to have already put things together, it turns out that, she, you know, Kat was popular in the past. And she ended up, she was dating Joey and they ended up having sex together right after her mother left. Right. So then she, she, she did it. But then afterwards, she, you know, Joey wanted to do it more, and she was like, "No, I'm not ready." And that's when he dumped her. So right. that's when she went on that whole like, "I don't want to be a part of any of this. Like, I don't want the friends. I don't want the popularity. I don't care." You know that kind of thing. So that's where Bianca is first of all grossed out because she's like, "Ooh, why would I want to be, you know, with right. Joey?" But I need to be able to make my own decisions. She was like, that wasn't your decision to make right. to try and protect me. I need to be able to make my own mistakes as well, whether they be with Joey or whomever, you know, that kind of thing. So that's their little bonding session where Kat realizes like, oh, I should do something for my sister to let her be herself. Exactly. So it was a nice little sisterly moment, right? Mm, the bonding. Yeah, that kind of thing. So then they go to... It's later on or next day or whatever. I don't even know. They don't have really right. a timeline. No, yeah. But so Kat is in her dress and she walks out the door and the dad is on the couch 
watching TV or whatever, and she's like, "Bye, Daddy, I'm going to prom." Going to prom. Going to prom. He's He's like, like, yeah, that's really with no like looking doesn't even look over. Up. Doesn't look yeah, over. He's yeah. like, "That's funny, sweetie." <laughs> and he then shuts the door and just yeah. walks out. And then Bianca comes down, and she's like, "Daddy, I'm going to prom." And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is the first I've been hearing about this." Like. <laughs> you know, and then she has to ex- explain the whole situation that Cat did find some guy and they're perfect together, and you know, and then Cameron shows up and he doesn't even get a chance to like shake his hand because uh, she just drags him out the door like that they're ready to go, and he he yells out to him like I know every cop in town, Buster, and like Levitt's like no 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 I'm not gonna do anything wrong <laughs> I to, promise you know that kind of thing so yeah so. They go to prom, but then also Joey shows up to pick up After the fact. Bianca, and and the dad just shuts, shuts the door the in door his face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so obviously there was a lot lost in translation between right. what the plans were and everything. Uh, so they go to prom, and they're dancing, and they're having fun, and Michael gets his in this because he gets... Uh, he gets the uh, the friend of Cat, the hippie Shakespeare girl, to come to prom with him. She he got her the dress and like he shows oh, yeah, up. They're totally Renfaired out. Yeah. Full Renaissance garb. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he shows up like Shakespeare kind of that kind of dress up kind of thing, and so they're hitting it off together as well. Joey and Cameron have an have a little tiff, whatever you want to call it. Joey right. shows up. Joey shows up with chastity. And this is another little, you know, mark on the friendship of Bianca and Chastity. Whatever Chastity, that yeah, is. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't really matter. You know, she's like, oh, you, what? You thought you were the only sophomore girl, you know, Going invited to prom. to prom? You know, blah, blah. And then Joey uh, ends up punching uh, Cameron in the face. Right. At, and then yells at Verona saying like, hey, I paid you to get you know to take cat out so that i could be with bianca and that's when obviously cat finds out what the deal is so she's super pissed and then bianca knowing all the things that happened in the past punches joey in the face once and he's like a couple times yeah well once for the first time and then and then joey's like what the fuck i i have a i have a nose spray at in the morning and then he gets punched (laughs) again in the face by bianca and then she knees him in the balls and right. then uh, lifts up, uh, lifts up Cameron, and they dance and they kiss, and everything's all great there. But it is not great between Cat and Verona because Verona is trying to explain to her that you know he really likes her and has nothing to do with the money, and he tries to kiss her and she's having none of that. Uh, so she's like brokenhearted again, like here's another douchebag guy, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Shocking. This turned out this way again. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, they cut to the next day, and she's hanging out at the house, and Cameron comes by to get her so that they can go on his boat. Because apparently everyone's fucking rich. Yeah, right. It's very, like, for it not being a – which I'm assuming this is a public school. Yeah, I get. I, I don't know what the deal is. They're all, right. they're all seemingly rich. But, uh, you know, he asks about Kat, and, you know, Bianca's like, I hope she's going to be okay. You know, right. that kind of thing. And then the dad comes out and has a conversation with her about how happy, how proud of her she is that she rubbed off on her sister and like all this kind of stuff. And then says, it's going to be really hard for me. You going to Sarah Lawrence. And she's like, oh, I can't believe it. You, you know, you, right. you, you're letting me go. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, 
so she's happy on that that stance. And then you do English class, right? Yep. So are you taking this one or am I taking this one? It's a, do you want me to do it? Well, you are the lady. <laughs> Ooh, thanks. Stick me in that role. Well, no, I mean, that is technically <laughs> the role. I mean, that is. Are you going to, you got to, you're going to ham this up? Are you going to do what she did in the movie? No, I'm not going to cry for you. Thanks. Ah, so. damn it. It's not for me. It's for the podcast listeners. Which they can't see. When we start, you know, videotaping these things, I'll put way more effort into all of this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go ahead. This is this is the assignment that we this talked about before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now everyone's in the, you know, Joey Joey has his shades on because he's got like a broken <laughs> nose. Basically. Yeah. And the teacher <laughs> makes fun of him loves for that. it. Yeah. Absolutely loves, loves it. it. Uh, and then, you know, Verona's in the class as well. She has, she volunteers to do her... Um, her sonnet or whatever you want to call it. Right. And of course, Morgan's like, crap. Okay, here we go. All right. So this is the poem. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate the way you stare. I hate your big, dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much. It makes me six. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. And I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh and even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call but most but mostly I hate it. <laughs> hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not a little bit. Not at all. So by the way, I did some counting. Way more than ten things that they hate. Oh okay. Yeah, I am so, a pentameter. <laughs> yeah, so that's just to let everyone know, I'm sure other people will probably figure that out. I don't know, Kelly, you might want to go back to acting class. I'm not sure you pulled that one off that well, but I appreciate you trying. Thanks. Now let me do it. <clears throat> no, oh, that's not fun. that's not happening. That'd be weird to do both. Uh, so because okay, now it's a battle of the poems. Yeah, I know. I never right. want to be the winner of that. So <laughs> it's just the way it is. So yeah. So uh, so that kind of you know now Verona knows you know she still has something for him you know that kind of thing. Uh, and she runs out of the room, and I don't think there is there anything else other than the 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 like the final scene. Are we we're at yep. the end, right? Yep, parking yep. lot scene. So parking lot scene. She comes out to her car, and there's a guitar, Fender Strat. Yep, waiting for the one she was looking at in the store. So basically, Verona took all the money that he was paid and bought that for her, and she's super excited. And they make the comment like, oh, you know, you know, the next time I screw up, but it's, you know, there's always bass and there's drums and there's right. a tambourine, you know, I can buy you all these things, you know, right. that kind of thing. Uh, and then they make out and that's the end of the movie. And you see letters to Cleo on the top on of top the school of <laughs> singing. So, Jesus. Yep. So that's, that's the movie right there. That's 10 things I hate about you. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you enjoy the movie. Yes. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. It's definitely one of those ones where it's like it's a great teen flick for our generation. And like it's you lump it with all the other great teen flicks from the 90s. Faculty. um, eh, She's all that's okay. I love not another teen movie. American Pie, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we're definitely going to do. We're definitely going to do not another teen movie because they do. They do the whole. Uh, the song choice that Chris Evans does, Janie's got a gun. It's, 
It's just... And it's weird seeing him as a brunette. It's one of those, I got used to this. Yeah, that's back in the day. Back in the day. I mean, doesn't he have, well, brunette shaved hair, hair uh, head in uh, Snowpiercer? Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. And he but, has... like, he's blonde as Johnny Storm. Well, but I also saw him recently because I was watching TV, and on Comedy Central they had uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And he's... <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to do that movie That's too. That's such a throwaway character, though. Like, it's so great. Oh it's, my god! It's so great. So bad. When he does, when he does that, that what you've oh. never heard of the the League of Evil Exes? No, no, no. What? No, really? Oh, oh, I, oh. Here, let me help you out. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He's like, dude, I think I'm pretty good at skating. I have my own skate company, and shows the the tattoo. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, anyways, well, we should do that movie too because I really enjoy that one. It's one of my favorites. So yeah, I, I would say I recommend this too. It, we're doing a movie that most people have seen. Right. Most likely. I don't think we're reaching out to new fans by doing 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I enjoy the movie. And it's just one of those movies where they do cut so many to little scenes that I don't follow it that way. Yeah, just getting it in like the right order, you're kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think we covered I think we covered everything uh we needed to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I also if somehow you can find it, I don't know if you can, but if you don't know Alex Mack, you should fucking look that up. Secret World of Alex Mack where Larissa Olenek gets uh special powers from goop from this radioactive weird goop or whatever and she has Nickelodeon to- and they have to push slime. Yeah, but this was even worse, though. This was them definitely telling you you should not because she basically, her powers were she could turn into a puddle and move places. Like, it wasn't even she, like, she got super, like, she didn't get superhuman strength or anything. She could literally turn into a puddle. So pretty, she was, she was the T-1000, but with not any of the cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. So okay. she could make people slip, maybe, but I don't even think she did that. Like, she wants even... to get stepped on. Yeah. Really? No. Because I think it hurt her before, like when she right. did, like that kind of thing. So anyway, so you should look that up because that was back when Nickelodeon was awesome. Salute yes. your shorts and you know all that oh kind of stuff. Oh my god! Hey, dude. By oh yeah. Well, what would you do? Family Devil there? Guts. Uh, guts. Oh, I wanted to be on Guts so bad. I know. I not only wanted to be on Guts, I wanted to be on Global Guts because I totally all. See I... you that was the most I've ever been patriotic is I wanted to win global guts so I could run around with the flag at the end. It was so, so fucking great. I would love to have a piece of the aggro crag. I would love to have it. Um, <laughs> but bringing up Nickelodeon is kind of funny too. So they made, I don't know if you know this, they made a TV show of 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. And I think it made it to the second season before it was canceled. It was on like ABC Family. But I sure. watched it because it had Lindsay Shaw in oh, it. Oh, yeah. And Lindsay Shaw used to be in a Nickelodeon show called Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. And that was so similar to old school Nickelodeon that mm-hmm. it was actually like well done. Like it was written where adults could laugh at it, but it was still for kids kind of thing. Right. Uh, which is exactly what old school Nickelodeon was. Pete and Pete, salute your shorts. Oh my Are God. you afraid of the dark? All that stuff. Even the was... cartoons. Auro Monsters. Oh my God. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Ren and Stimpy. You know, yeah. Like tons. Yeah. Hey Arnold, which you mentioned, like all that kind right. of stuff. So. Doug. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so that was that was a little thing. You know, seek that out if you want. It wasn't like it's a bad show, but it kind of lost that 
this was supposed to be more of a one-off thing and not multiple episodes of them trying to win whatever guy or right, not right, win right. the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Continuation. That, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but they had some good actors. Like I said, I think Lindsay Shaw is great. Uh, but that's, I guess, a separate, separate story. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of a debate here. I know, I know. So a big thing happened, big, quote-unquote, big thing happened uh, on the interwebs. Uh, I don't know. Week. I think this is a pretty good, like, hey, that says a lot, that um, one out of every 47 views says, screw you, this is crap. Is it? Is that it? Yep. Because hmm. it's had 29 million views, and one out of every 47 voted it down. Oh, okay. But it's one of those, it, and it's not like the other 47 voted it up. It was just statistically, that's how that worked out. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that's that's the report. Is that it's the the ghost? Well, we didn't even say it. We're gonna right. be talking about the new Ghostbusters. That the uh, Ghostbusters trailer on uh, YouTube is the most disliked trailer of all time in YouTube history. In YouTube history, which how long has YouTube been around? Like it's you know six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. <laughs> not long. Yeah, it's it's like ten something. I forget. It's whatever. Still, but if you look at like the amount of times things have been viewed on there, it's pretty substantial. Oh yeah, for sure. But and and then here's the thing. So obviously, when that hit, there were a whole bunch of stories from different places, and most of them, like I'm gonna read one, and I'm not gonna tell you who wrote it because I don't think they deserve to be plugged. Yeah. Uh, but one of them, it says all female Ghostbusters trailer most disliked in YouTube history because of misogyny. So right there is an opinion that's used as a headline. So I'd also like to point out that every single one that I was able to find on top of the two that you found who yep. wrote in this viewpoint were all female writers. Good job, ladies. Good job. Well, here's the thing. To we, jump to that point. I'm, I'm going to play. We're going we're gonna to play devil's advocate. I'm the devil. We're going we're gonna to do that well, here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if well, if the you're gonna play, has taught well, me anything. It's clearly because you have dick and balls. Yes, duh. And we're the only ones that are funny. So right. obviously, and no matter yeah. what, you're gonna make more than me in the podcast anyway. So oh, for sure. Like, uh, but that's not even just gonna be because people want to pay you less. It's just because I'm gonna demand. And you own it's, the company. Yeah, it's gonna but be it's that fine. I demand it. Whatever. It's cool. Never. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Whatever. So I. I think this is a good – I think it's a good debate topic because – well, I don't think it's a good debate. I don't think it should have ever been brought up. No, because this, this is a non-point. Right. It's, and I, I truly believe that. And I don't want it to be like, – like I was saying, in any argument like this, you can easily look at me as being a male and say, oh, you're inherently misogynistic because of the way you've been brought up or the yeah, way that an society – extra so? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. X. I'm sorry. It's just so I, I I find it hard. Look, I know, I know people mean well. I think I I I can't I, imagine. I don't. You you don't think that people that write this stuff don't mean well? No, because you don't it's, think it's coming from some sincerity on their part. No, I think it's because they're stupid. Now, oh, but sincerity that's, and stupid well, are not the same. But sincerity can it, come from stupid people, though. Like they can be they can sincerely believe they don't know better because it's ignorance well, right. is bliss. But that's crap. Because then I still have to tolerate your ignorance and I have to be like, oh, well, she's trying to be okay. No, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> you should be slapped and learn that you were wrong. Wow. Yeah. I mean, let's not, let's not say someone should be hit for, for their opinions. On these assaulted. Things. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't want the headlines. 
I don't want all the headlines tomorrow to be Kelly from Ian Hates Movies thinks that women should be I'll slapped for their that. for stupidity. Like I don't nice. want I don't want that to be the headline. Because uh, that's there. how you learn. Learning more and more things about Kelly tonight, people. Old school. Yes. I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to just completely write things off because what scares me the most is that if there truly are people that believe this, that's the scary thing. Because to exactly. me, to me, and I think, and I, I speak for you, I believe in this, in this, you know, a man speaking for a woman, you know, whew, heaven forbid, but I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm believing that when we saw the trailer, and a lot of people have, obviously. It's awful. It's yeah. a really bad trailer. trailer. It's it's a re like if anything, this is a try to be a remake because they're doing the same gimmicks as the first Ghostbusters. They're finding the funeral parlor, the hearse that they turn into the you know everyone meeting everyone for the first time. This is everyone's role. Like it's very similar to what Ghostbusters was, but it's all female cast. Now right. I like every female in this cast except for melissa mccarthy because That's... you have a thing against fat chicks no i get it oh cool. kelly oh oh another headline <laughs> coming out about ian hates movies ah <laughs> oh, curses no, uh, it's cool. no it's, it's just she's, like she's not funny school. it's just she's she's absolutely yeah. not funny um but the other three are um and i find them hilarious at times uh and separately but Guess what? I didn't think that every Ghostbuster was hilarious either. The Who is tra- your favorite? Bill Murray. I, Thank I, you. Yeah, I don't think you can have someone else. Like it, it has to be no. Bill Murray. Yeah, absolutely for that character. Yeah, that's just that's the way it is. Sorry guys, that's the way it is. But this trailer was categorically unfunny. It it just there was no humor in it whatsoever. It was stereotypical humor. It was just awful. So. That is why I think people are saying not only did the remake not need to be made and people are upset about it, and I don't think it's because it's a female cast. I think it's because even though personally, and this might be a a headline for tomorrow as well, I don't think Ghostbusters holds up. I think think Bill Murray is funny in it, and I think there are funny moments, but that movie in general doesn't hold up. I remember a friend of mine, uh, he was – or he's married now – to a girl who had never seen Ghostbusters until like maybe a couple years ago, he took her to see Ghostbusters. And I said, man, watch out. That movie does not hold up. She is not going to like it the way you love no. it. It's just yeah, not. No. And, that's, and that's what happened. At the end of the movie, she didn't care for it. And that's just, if you did not see that movie at the time at the it right came age. out, yeah, yep. Yep, it just doesn't work. And Bill no, Murray is still funny. Believe me, he's still hilarious in that movie, but that whole thing just doesn't work really. Yeah, it's got to hit you the right, which is true for a lot. Of, like I have a lot of friends who are who absolutely love Princess Bride. Yeah, honestly, it's I love not Princess a movie Bride. I, it's not a movie I grew up with, so I'm kind of like ah, okay. No, I okay. love that movie. I think it's great, but that's it hit me at the right time. Exactly. And yeah, so I can understand. Uh, a company, you know, obviously everything's remakes, reboots, soft reboots, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. That's all there is now. So I understand why they would say, hey, Ghostbusters, that's a marketable thing. You can do a lot with this. Let's redo it. Like I can un- totally understand why a, by a uh, production company and everything would do it. But the only thing I can hope for is I hope this flops massively so Absolutely. that people There's learn no a lesson. Yeah. yeah. But the sad thing is, is I truly believe and – Hopefully it's not that inner misogyny. 
I truly believe that if they remade this movie with an all male cast or you know the same type of cast as they had before without Bill Murray, I'm saying because Bill Murray changes things a lot. If they just did a oh, Ghostbusters yeah. three when Harold Ramis was alive, because that's what they were trying to do, by the way. Exactly. That that video game is supposed yep. to be the the backbone for what Ghostbusters three was, but Bill Murray would not do it because yeah. he didn't think it was good enough. Like right. there's a reason why that didn't happen. So to if they had done it without Bill Murray with a new male cast of Ghostbusters, I believe if they use the same stupid jokes in that trailer that the same reaction, the same visceral reaction would happen. Now I'm sure there are people out there that are stupid enough to be like, "Oh, women, I don't want to see women on on in these roles." I'm sure that exists. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that that is not okay, a thing. Looking at the, the point percentile with those assholes who actually do that. And I'm sorry, those are the people who are going to probably bootleg it or not even go. I mean, you're, you're, these aren't people that are going to affect box office sales, period. Like, they right. don't. They're the ones who steal movies. Like, it's not – I don't see – like, yeah. that's a non-factor. I will say this, though. Personally, all female casts, I'd rather stab myself in the face. Like, I don't care how funny you all are. The chemistry is never right. Like, that girl – like, that gang of girls never works. Now, here's, it just doesn't. Here's where I'm gonna stop. I don't agree with that. I I definitely Give don't agree with that statement. Well, look, I mean, yeah. are you telling me that Ten Things I Hate About You with focusing on two major female That's characters? Different. As soon as you get up to a group, as soon as you get up to four or more, you're screwed in a movie. Well, hold now, on. If you do it in like TV shows. TV shows for some reason work. You can't do it in a movie. Well, I I'm just uh, you're right. I should have I should I should have researched. Because nothing's coming to my mind right now, but maybe that's sad they too. Flop. They but don't work. but hold on a second though, maybe that's kind of sad as well. Is that there aren't well written all female lead cast movies? Yep. But you could even say that about a, 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 like that's why there's no female lead superhero movies. Wonder Woman well, is gonna. Blow. Wonder Woman's gonna blow because they've done will so not many. Give Scarlett Johansson her own movie because they don't think that she's interesting enough, which is amazing because she's a fantastic character. Yeah, true. But then it just becomes a spy movie. Right? Yeah. It becomes James Bond. Yeah. Or but Jason it's a, it's a Bourne or whatever the right, fuck. Right, yeah, and I yeah. hate all those movies to begin with. Like, I would love a female character to be a lead because maybe I'd find some interest in it. But I have no need to watch James Bonds or any of that shit. Like, I hate it. So, that's, that's something. But you bring up Bridesmaids. I didn't like Bridesmaids as a movie. Um, I thought, but but that's the back. But also, let's not pretend that the backbone of Bridesmaid was, "Hey, women, remember that men are always right, and that you should be better about picking which man is right for you." Let's let's be honest. Was was the police officer not right about fixing uh, what's her name's life, Kristen Wiig's life from the get go? Everything yeah, he did was so ridiculously what, nice, yeah, but, for, nice for but him. But that's not what I'm focused. I mean, that's a crappy movie, period. But that's not what I'm focused on. The fact that you picked these particular women as your quote unquote bridesmaids, and then on top of that, like because you can't, they cannot write intelligently for women in a group cast because nobody knows how to. Well, so, isn't that doesn't that suck? Go, exactly. So and how do you change that? To, no human error. I have no idea. It's one of those you're <laughs> expecting people to be smarter than they are, and they're just not going to. Like we're we're not at that point where like we have to be above it all. It's not going to happen. I guess I guess that's a sad thing. Well, I I think that's the sad thing is I wish I wish that it was easier because there are lots of times. Well, okay. What about Kill Bill? That was a lot of women, and that was written by Quentin Tarantino, and I think he did a fantastic job writing. That's 
comic book too, though, isn't it? It's a graphic novel. No, no, no. If they made a graphic novel, it was after, after the fact. After the fact. Yeah, no, yeah, that's I'll a. Get, he, quint- didn't, no, he did a great job, but it's also not comedy. Comedy's a bitch. Oh, to I write, like a lot right? of the. Well, true. Yes, I agree. That's but dark comedy. That's dark com- Okay, dark comedy's fine. Dark comedy's fine. Like I can tell you a bunch of movies that were, that were headed by like, Black Swan. I thought was great. Aronofsky. He did that. Remember Black Swan? I I like that movie a lot. Uh, Heather's around Winona Ryder. That Heathers movie. That movie. Even though Christian Slater is amazing in that movie, why that movie is nothing without Winona Ryder in it. And right. that's there are many women in there because there's a bunch of Heather's that talk back and forth and all that kind of. Stuff. I don't. I I understand what you're saying. I I think it sucks that I can't think of many, and that speaks to the writing, and that's why it sucks that. They had to, like, why not put these four women into something else? Like, why did it have to be Ghostbusters? Like, it could have been something else because I truly believe that the reason why this is bad is because the writing and because no one wants to see a remake of Ghostbusters. No Absolutely. one wants to see a so, remake. So, yeah, you already have all these negative points again, too, on top of the fact because it is such bad comedic writing for women because you cannot write good comedic in a group of more than three. It just doesn't work. The banter doesn't work without it becoming catty or snobby or gro- like they or they fall back to the gross thing. Oh. And you're like, why? Wait, well, hold That's on. That's not how any of my friends are. I got an example. What about... What about, and this isn't the best example, but what about Death Proof? It's another Tarantino, but at least that, that scene, and it sucks that I have to like point this out so specifically, but that scene where all the women are talking in that movie is good. Like, that's not the rest of yeah, the movie. Would you consider that a comedy? Oh, no, no, that's a drama. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, all right. That's what, no, no, no. You can write right. drama. You can write, like, Heather's I don't consider. Like, you can write Heather's a dark guys. comedy, yeah. Exactly. Right. You can write that stuff. But if it's a straight up, I want a comedy, doesn't happen. If you get more, like I said, as soon as you get to a group of three or bigger, they can't. Because you have to have, you need a straight man and a funny person. And you can't do that in a group with women for whatever reason. You just can't. I, yeah, I wish, I mean, you look. You can't write them. I, don't I would know love, why. I would love our audience to like write us. Please give us examples. Yeah, like ianhates at gmail.com, uh, facebook.com slash ianhates. Uh, Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. Like, I think if you can name suggestions for things, because I'm sure, look, we've just done, I'm looking at the time. It's like an almost two hours of this podcast. Right. Plus there's a whole, I mean, we didn't prep that way. Like, I wanted to have this conversation, but I also don't know what direction Kelly's always going to go in the same way Kelly doesn't know what direction (laughs) I'm going to go in. So I was not expecting her to say that there can't be a comedy that's written for three women or more three than three or more, women. Three or more yeah. women. I did not know she's. That's another headline that I was not expecting. So I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and it is difficult. And maybe that's an issue. Is I wish it was better. Like I guess I grew up with Buffy, and I grew up with a lot of strong female leads in the things that I watch. Like I told you, like who's my favorite Thundercats? <laughs> Who is it, Kelly? Tell me. You just want to figure out a thing. You want to see what she can do with her tail, which I get. That's cool. That's fine. Everybody's curious. What oh, happens? I was going to make a joke about tail. Just whatever. Uh, so, no, I, I just I'm trying to think because I I don't like when I see those when I see those those things being written where there are so many. I mean, major reports that where that's right. their top their focus. The focus right. is not that this been, like, trailer yeah, was bad. 
No, I get that. And the whole idea is, that, and I get where you're, you're coming from, is the point that you're trying to make is that, that there are great, strong women leads that have been written in TV and movies. You just can't find them in comedies. And I don't know if that's what Oh, really what about some of those Tina Fey uh, movies? Like Sisters. It's only two. And, uh, well, okay, sure. I gotcha. Well, I don't it's know still any comedy. two women because you do the straight person. I don't know any women comedy troops. Neither do I. See, I they guess, yeah, I guess maybe that's the big thing I, is – I wish there were more that we can make this because I highly doubt that if things are well written that they're going to fa- excuse me that they're going to fail. I just I have trouble believing that there's an inherent misogyny in yeah, people that stop that's yeah. And it's bad journalism and bad writing. Because I'm guys sure. You guys are looking for a story, and that's what you came up with. Right. Good job, ladies. Right. And, not do your research. And, well, I'm going to blame men too because they're self-hating men. That are going to be like, oh, oh, yeah. oh I see you too. Yeah, vegans. Yeah. Don't get me started. Freaking oh, hippies. Kelly, you like, are killing. <laughs> you are alienating so many groups of people tonight. <laughs> I'm going to say in general, there are definitely there are definitely misogynistic <laughs> men and women. Like it's just it's a thing that happens. It's it's life, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way, and I wish there were more examples of things I could bring up off the top of my head. But I just don't like I, – I just can't believe that if that trailer was good and if people saw – because I, I don't believe that this new Ghostbusters movie will have above a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you're being generous. I expect it to be down by like no, Superman. But you know what? That's the thing is I think because of this backlash that's happening, I think people will be nicer – and once again, this is very sexist of people. I think people will give this movie a better rating because they don't want to look bad. So they're going to be like, oh, let's let's make sure that the women's movie does well so that they can make more. You know no. what I mean? Like, crappy movie is a crappy movie. Period. But we get a lot of crappy movies that, can, that make tons of money. That's because... Americans are dumb. Well, yeah. I mean, Batman, Superman. I mean, technically, even though it was paid for, I contributed to that. It's the same as, you know, this is where we're whores. If people want us to go see Ghostbusters after, like, if you pay us to see it, we will do a two-hour podcast on Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, if you pay us to see it. And will I walk out and demand our money back? I couldn't do that. I have to see. I have to see what happens. Like I would have to because I'd want to come in here and make a logical argument of why the movie was terrible. And you know, if somehow that movie turned out to be funny, I would come on this podcast and apologize and talk about why the movie works. Like I'd have no problem doing that too. I have no, never I mean- lied. I've never lied, and I always admit, even though it's very super rare that I'm wrong. True. I admit it. It's really annoying, actually. But I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those things where I've watched enough trailers where it's – and you go to see the movie and you're like, that's not at all what I was expecting because it's just a shitty cut of a trailer, which could be completely true. Yeah. But uh, really doubtful with this one. Yeah, and it's really difficult. There is a reason why people put out trailers, guys. Like trailers, it's the same as you know people say don't judge a book by, a co- by their cover, but then why do they have covers? Right. It's, Why aren't it, they all just all blank? Yeah, they just all. I mean, you'd have the hard surface for a, for you know you'd have that thing that was a cover, but then it would just you just write out in the same font and same oh, yeah, type yeah. size. It, yeah. This is the name of the book. 
Yep. You have trailers to get people interested in seeing said That's movie. It's marketing. What does yeah. that say? So it's if, crappy marketing because it's a crappy movie. Yeah, if you put out, like, there is no way that I'm going to think that the rest of that movie is funny. Sure, there might be funny parts interdispersed between them. But looking at those characters about what their personalities are supposed to be like, you can tell already in the trailer. And the jokes, quote unquote, that are coming out of them, you're like, that's stereotypical. That's dumb. Yeah. That's you, really poorly yeah, exactly. done. You got this all out of the same book. Like all these have been written before. You guys weren't even remotely creative. Good job. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's too bad because, you know, Paul Feig, I think, is talented. And he seems to only write Melissa McCarthy movies for some reason. But he's trying to put it out there, women doing this, women doing that. That It's not good. This is not goodness. And I don't believe it's because women are the, are the characters. I believe it has to do with the writing. And the fact that people have certain sacred movie franchises that they don't want to see brought back that way. That's just back the way it the is. Future. I mean, look. Oh, back to – dude, if they do a Back to the Future remake, people are going to lose their shit. Yeah. Like, it's the same – It's well, not really the same. We finally had a, a remake really flop. We had Point Break really flop. <laughs> like, but Point Break, Point Break original wasn't a beloved movie. Like, people, no. people make fun of it because it was hilarious. You, right. know, you know, the shooting up in the air and, and their surfers who, you know, whatever. That movie, everyone groaned when they saw they were remaking it because they took all the fun out of it. What right. were they expecting? That you know that kind of thing. So now, hopefully, we're getting to that point where these movies aren't going to do well. Ghostbusters is going to do well. There's there's no doubt about it. It's going to do very well, and that's the sad thing. There are movies that need to be made examples of, and I Absolutely. think Ghost I think Ghostbusters is one of them. But I think it was also like I don't want to go conspiracy theory on this, but I also think that they might have done it all-female cast so that it does well. You see what I mean? Like, I think that's they... Crap. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think if this that's was... Sad. I think if this was all men, I think it would be trashed. I think it would be done. No, no matter what, it's going to be a bad movie. Like, I don't care who Oh, no, no. It. Sorry. I, I might have misspoken. I'm not saying that this is going to be good whether it was men or women. I think that they knew it was going to be a bad movie no matter what. But they knew they could get a ton more money if they had women fronting it because they're going to get this type of backlash, which is going to get more people to support the movie. That's what I think is happening. I think all of these reports about it is so that girlfriends will guilt their guys to come watch the movie with them or boyfriends will guilt their boyfriends, whatever the fuck, whoever it is. Right. And all those be- people should be sterilized. Don't reproduce. <laughs> oh, we don't need more of you. There's too many as it is. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. More headlines. Are <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I could keep going. Well, no, I, I, I know you could. <laughs> I know you could, but it's my job to try keep a rein on this on this True, podcast from time to time. But yeah, I just how many of these will be edited out? Bump, bump, bump. I barely. Uh, the only thing I'm editing is some like gaps of where we weren't talking. That's yeah. That's all I'm doing. Uh, He's lying. There'll be a blooper reel. Oh yeah, I keep all this stuff. There's, I have all the raws. That's that's for yes. sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just I, I hope other people think about it for themselves too, um, because I'm sure at some point you know we're gonna talk more, and I don't want to get into it tonight, but you know we're gonna talk more about Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, 
because there's way more stuff happening with the whole Tilda Swinton character and all that kind of stuff. So we are going to certainly talk about that. I think we're fine there. Let's do let's do the plugs for now. All right, so, hold on. Before we oh. before we, we start plugging stuff, I'd like to let uh, uh, on a little bit of a more of a high note. Um, instead of seeing a shitty Ghostbusters movie, I'm very excited for a great strong female lead movie that's coming out October 14th. It'll be the last one she's doing, but I think it's going to be a really great movie. Um, Underworld Blood Wars is coming out. Garbage is what <gasps> I'm going to say. Fuck all For Underworlds. For shame on you. Fuck all Underworlds are all awful. No. Yes, they are. We'll talk about this. Well, hey, we'll, we'll have a Ian Hates movies about one of the garbage movies. Yes, are. please. Ugh. Ugh. <gasps> Werewolves and vampires. Why don't we just do Twilight? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Let's they're exactly the same movies. No, they're not. Okay. Even close. <gasps> Do your plugs. Well, I, I will just say, so now everyone who was upset at what Kelly said in this podcast, look at her terrible movie choices. <laughs> like, look, at her, look at her taste in movies and then just be like, oh, it doesn't matter what she says. All right. Yeah, so that's that, what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we still have listeners after this. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> you're listening somehow, uh, you can do it on the website, www.ianhates.com. Uh, you can look. There's uh, movies and music. You're listening to the movies one. Uh, the music one is going so very well uh, right now. We have bands booked out for like the next two months or so. Great interviews. Just really enjoying it. So please check that out. Uh, you can also and you can do it for both uh, podcast you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. If you can, if you can take the time and you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and Stitcher and rate us. Subscribe, rate us, let people know if we get five stars, we get pushed up more. It's a lot more fun for everyone. We get out there to everyone. Uh, you can go ahead and follow on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. You can email us your complaints, your ideas for movies, all that kind of stuff. Ian Hates at gmail.com. And then you can find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. So I think I covered everything there. So what yeah. is your plugs, Kelly? You can always find me on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as Instagram. There you go. Uh, so I think that ends it for tonight uh do you have any final words for everyone kelly nope well i will leave everyone the way i always do by saying this is a dark tower quote if you haven't figured that out but i use it and have for my whole life yeah for my whole entire life uh but i will leave you the way i always do long days and pleasant nights thanks everyone